am I right in thinking that a lot of Russians really like Friends? Is that yes. not, isn't that like a, yeah, a lot of all of them watched right? it, but it's I always they don't get it. But, but how? Yeah, they do not get most of the jokes. <laughs> you it's so weird. They watch it in translation. Translation is really bad, and even when they watch it in English, sometimes they would laugh and like because it's some kind of joke that I understand. And I even remember like rewatching it after some time and being able to understand more. But I mean, I think people are mostly drawn in friends, like to personal relationships mm-hmm. between them, and they just like you ignore don't really all this need their references. Yeah, that's true. What about Seinfeld? They love each other. Oh, Seinfeld! Yeah, I love Seinfeld, but it's definitely less popular mm-hmm. in Russia. Okay. Like the only people I know who watched Seinfeld are definitely somehow connected to the states, mm-hmm. been there or okay. interested in it, uh, because like it is specific show. Yeah, it's a specific show. I said no soup for you. Oh, you're like yeah. juice, juice, <laughs> too Jewish. This is the meat of the podcast. Wait, have you ever, have you ever caught your, have you ever caught your profile reflection in the mirror? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, so well, I just I guess I want to preface. Wait, we should do the intro. Let's do the intro. Okay. Okay. Um, you go ahead. From St. Petersburg. And St. Petersburg. And St. Petersburg. This is She's in Russia. I'm Lily. And I'm Smith. And I'm Nastya. Boo, boo, boo. You, uh, you've been on the podcast, I think, more than anybody else. Well, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> yeah, I am a well-known dog. expert on everything. <laughs> she's on every she's our correspondent. Yeah, it's true. We just call her to... Um, Get that commentary. I feel like I'm hunched. I am hunched. Yeah, I'm hunched. And it also. feels bad. We're, we we picked a few topics today, and we're gonna potentially talk about all of them. But the first one we're gonna talk about is is like race paradigms in Russia and how American race paradigms translate to Russia. Right. And this is apropos of a few things. A few things. One, two things. Two things. One of the one of the things that's apropos of is a conversation that we just had yesterday with uh, several Americans. Um, and a couple Russians who were like retelling, you know, sort of dinner party setting where a Russian was, a Russian guy was talking about, well, a few Russians were talking about black people in America. Um, the first guy was just like being really complimentary, like was like, I love complimentary in like a weird way like well, a misguided he, he way he's like saying, i love black like, culture i love yeah. like black music i love i mean he was naming specific things he wasn't just saying yeah that, he, but he was like i i think basically he just really likes donald glover he's like i love childish gambino and i love atlanta yeah. so he's picking like you know very like atlanta is a very black tv show so he's like yeah obviously consuming the products of black culture. but then so he's like consuming he Russian, right? Russian, yeah. Yeah. but then he goes but i hate black guys 
No, no, no. He was, he's like, you know, like the lazy ones. No, no, he didn't say, but he didn't say, but that was a follow up. He was like, I just don't like black guys. And they're like, what? And he was like, you know, they're just so lazy. The guys who live in Brooklyn, it was just like so ridiculous and absurd. Okay, so there's that. The other thing was like somebody who had watched Black Panther and like made an offhand comment about not being able to see anybody for like the first 30 minutes of the movie. That like kind of. Oh, you're just like that's, that's just bad jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I agree. Good so, taste. but the, the thing that I didn't say this while we were having this conversation with these Americans, but then Lily and I got to talking to it after. And also, wait, first of all, we are retelling a story from people, so we don't really know what they exactly said. It's, it's not direct yeah. experience. This is anyway. Direct experience. Um, anyway, so we were sitting having this conversation, and Smith was thinking in her noggin. Yeah, I was thinking in my noggin. I was just basically those kind of comments aren't foreign to Americans because they're this a similar type of comments that are made by like kind of ignorant Americans you know like that's not out of left field and my thinking was just like well we've Americans have had this like really intense racial paradigm and like racial interactions for the entirety of the history of our country and we haven't gotten past the point of making dumbass comments like the black people in Brooklyn are lazy. And so it's not like super surprising to me that Russians would have those stereotypes. But my thinking was just like, Russians don't have like a historical relationship with black people in the same way that like black and white people in America have a relationship with each other. So like those stereotypical comments, though, when they say them, um, white Americans are like, because it feels <laughs> grab their we're like chairs. we're really, <laughs> we're really like sensitive to that sort of stuff. Like it doesn't mean as much when a Russian says it because they don't arguably. have that historical. Arguably. Arguably. Yeah. I don't know. Does that does that seem because then the other example we were thinking about is like when we watched a saw and there's like this guy who's like probably Jewish but they've like put him in mild blackface and they're oh, like yeah. he's he's a black guy. Um, as Americans, like we kind of like in uh, inherently like seize up at that a little bit because it's like oh no. seeing blackface yeah mm. seeing blackface. Um, and I just suspect that Russians wouldn't have that reaction as much because they don't have that ne- as that negative history specifically with that white black paradigm that Americans have. Depending on who, but okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Depending on who's watching. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they also have in this movie like small people and all of the you know freaky stuff going on. Not that small people are freaks. <laughs> I mean, just in general, it's like the atmosphere of something crazy going on so like a guy with a black face i don't know it's kind of like in there although i listened to a podcast with the director and he was talking about how like it's completely inappropriate today but like back in the days they were just not thinking about that it's yeah. like it wasn't about is that know, a medusa um i think it was on kinopolis okay I, I, it sounds similar to what he said in that podcast yeah, yeah. Anyway, and i think that it's not that they wanted to have a black person in the movie. They were just, like, goofing around and came up with this joke about, like, a black person who is the Soviet upbringing, and he's, like, his name is Vita, and he's going to be different from all the Jones and other things. So... Like a, uh, like a new type of person, because there's, like, the, the, like... There's, like, the Soviet human, and so they're like, this is, like, the black Soviet human, which they use the N-word, but it's not really the N-word, and that was when we got into that whole conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But before we... Wait, hold on. Before we get into Asa, I feel like 
the um the point about paradigms I mean do you does that ring true to you what Smith said about like it's not that it's okay for people to make comments like that, but it's like those comments about like being like lazy or whatever these stereotypes. What she was saying is that like the those stereotypes are, those stereotypes exist in the states. The stereotypes also exist. So the question is like, do you agree that it's like not as meaningful when? Russia oh yeah, would, well okay. I think so. Plus, like <laughs> you're right, we didn't have the interactions with black people in our history mostly. So all of the stereotypes we get, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> Pretty big interaction, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, it, it was good. <laughs> that was a good one. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but all of the stereotypes we get, we get from Americans, American movies, American songs, and Americans we talk to in general. So I think that, like, they just blindly trans like transition all of the American thoughts uh, just for, I don't know, for a joke, because for Russians, right. stereotypes are never a problem. You know, like, we do have a lot of stereotypes about other cultures and people, and um, black people in America being lazy or being violent or something like that is just one of them. So okay. I think that Russians, most of the Russians, they just don't pay much attention to any stereotypical shit they say. Wait, so I want to get into that a little more. Like, people tend to not pay attention to stereotypes means, like, people tend to not really... It's like, do they do, do people tend to think stereotypes are true, or they just... I think it's just for, for some people, it's just a way to understand a world a little better, mm -hmm. because it's huge and big, and there's a lot of different people, and it's harder to get to know the cultures than to just blindly, you know say all this stuff like Asians can drive, which is not true, probably. <laughs> probably, I yeah, am not true. Wait, this, really is that, is that a, a Russian grown stereotype? Because we also have that, or is that one that you guys I'm have adopted sure from America? I got it from American TV shows, so okay. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah. I mean, well, stuff about people from Central Asia being, or certain parts of Central Asia. Yeah, like, or uh, being like... Oh, there is, there is a stereotype. I mean, in Soviet Union, it's not like that now because, like, we're not as tight with Georgia as we used to. But there was a stereotype about Georgian men being really horny. And a lot of, like, anecdotes were about it. Like, there is, like, this thing. And you know what? Like, my parents still believe it because they used to hear it all the time. Right, right. Yeah. It's interesting because it's, like, this multicultural... I mean, the Soviet Union, at least, this, like, multicultural world but it's like everyone has their little sort of frame that they fit yeah, into this is so weird I, I think about it all the time like we're a huge country with a lot of different nations and people in it why do we like to generalize so much maybe that's why because it's like too many and i mean i know for a fact that that i mean i know for a fact that that's not an only russian tendency no, but it no. really rings true to me because like it's true that lots of people in I don't know everywhere are like it's helpful for them to use stereotypes because they're like you know explain the world that's a really yeah. good way to put it 
Um, yeah, because I never it's, thought about it's, it like that. Actually. that. That's actually, I feel like, something I learned about in like an intro psych class where they talk about how stereotypes are extremely helpful in certain cases because it helps you evaluate situations much more quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Women, I mean, if you think about... Dumb. <laughs> yeah. okay, I don't need to talk to them. They don't have anything to say. But, it, but yeah, like, the, definitely this idea that it helps you evaluate the world because I think without stereotypes, you're mind just like yep. would collapse it's too much information there's no way for well, you to yeah, but, then, yeah. understand. but there's a second step after yeah, you split all of this like let's right, go right. further which has more i say like that's just a the question of like individual assessment of each individual person rather than it's not about like studying i don't know a culture yeah. necessarily it's just like true you need like uh, Okay, so with the... But there are stereotypes that are less extreme than, like, black guys in Brooklyn are lazy. Like, there are stereotypes that are actually probably somewhat accurate. There are stereotypes that are somewhat accurate, but that's a dangerous game to play. (laughs) And I'm saying, it like, it doesn't really make sense to assess things. It only makes sense to assess, like, individual relationships, like, within the general stereotypes that you have. But the stereotypes themselves, like, making a decision based on that is stupid, you know? Yeah, making a decision. Like, I don't want to go to Brooklyn because everyone is lazy, or is it, like, gonna... Or I don't want to, like... Maybe they think that it's, like, dangerous or something like that instead of just, like, having an experience. So, I don't know. I mean, the... Like, they're getting the stereotype from something. It, like, explains something, but then to make a statement like, I don't like X in general... Especially from someone who I'm sure I'm almost positive has never been. Yeah, that there. is it's, weird. It's like, it's like not. It's stupid. It's just stupid. It's stupid. I mean, the question of whether it's offensive is like, it is offensive, of course. But it's just like you, you're sort of saying, well, it has different weights because it's said by it has a different person it's from like, a different culture. It's like the same thing how we were talking about Russian rap, and there was this one woman. I think she was American who had written <sighs> yeah. an article about Russian rap, basically being like. There was something bothering me about it. And then I realized that everybody was too white. And it's like, that's not, that's not relevant here. Yeah. Like, this is, you can't <laughs> evaluate so a different country by an American paradigm. Or, like, the same thing, like, I don't care if Russians have dreads. You know, like, that doesn't... You don't. Yeah, you I don't. don't. Yeah, yeah, like, me personally as a black woman from America doesn't care. Don't care. But, like, the, that whole thing... So it's actually black. <laughs> that whole thing where we, people tend to evaluate. And I feel like... Maybe it happens a lot with, like, Eastern Europe specifically, mm. but, like, that those countries get evaluated with the American race paradigm. It just, like, doesn't make any sense to do that. Well, no, it definitely doesn't. I don't know why that's happening in Eastern Europe, and we keep coming back to our, like... Um... There's, a, uh, there's a weird conflation of, like, Eastern Europe, like, almost, like, Gopniki thing going on, which we've talked and about, black and black culture. Yeah, that I don't know if that's been like explicated by anybody. No, it's true. Yet. I mean, I, I've had conversations about this. I mean, hmm. th- this is not like a. I don't think that this is um, like that under the surface for anyone. I think it's pretty okay. So let's explain it a little bit because I don't think it's clear exactly. Okay. But like, would you agree that there are um, overlaps between okay if we say parts like parts of black culture in the sense mm-hmm. of like aesthetic like it can be hip, let's say hip hop not yeah. black culture yeah and hip hop aesthetic so that can be like clothing obviously music um, but more clothing. mannerisms 
mannerisms like the I don't know jewelry <laughs> jewelry yeah and and that's like but it, so there's a there's an overlap between that and like a type of I don't want to I don't want to use the word gopnik because I don't want to use it because it's not really accurate here but like okay. type okay. of okay. like but the, not necessarily urban but, but the, the like Russian the male culture thing that has been made mainstream which is like the Adidas tracksuit the, 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 the Adidas tracksuit and the okay maybe we need to just break down the image and maybe you can help us because okay. I feel like the Adidas tracksuit and like mm-hmm. Gopnik persona are different are not necessarily the same because like in the 80s like it was sort of a different thing than it is now and it's like transitioned I don't know I would say that in pop culture it definitely is okay. and like when I don't know a TV show which is not very good <laughs> wants to portray a Gopnik it's he or she's probably gonna wear a tracksuit and eat a lot of what <laughs> I don't know I forgot that sunflower seeds oh yeah and uh, like okay sit in the shell or not in the shell no 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 not in the shell because like spitting it out is a is an action too yeah okay. in the shell right so you eat it with the shell oh, yeah, then you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, take like, the shell yeah, off yeah, and spit yeah, it yeah. yeah and um but I mean yeah that's mainstream but are, are we talking about Eastern Europe meaning which countries <laughs> that's a good question. Let's not. <laughs> no, no. I think yeah, and I think that we should just not. We can stick with the Russia. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about Russia and like I don't know other, uh, more Eastern European countries that do exactly have the same parallels. So I would say okay, we can stick with so Russia. So we're talking about how hip hop culture and Gopnik's culture emerged into something. Like there there's aesthetic overlap, aesthetic overlaps, definitely. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know if that aesthetic Wait, overlap and then, and then, is and then, natural or if it's been bridged by people like Gosha. And then there's Gosha, yeah, who's and like, like skate designing, culture. who's mm-hmm. like also skate culture, but he's designing like high end streetwear, mm-hmm. um, or like what is it called, like athletic? It was sport streetwear. I forget the like technical fashion term for that but what he's designing mm-hmm. is extremely popular in the u.s and is worn by like hip-hop artists in yeah. the u.s almost in particular so it's like it that's interesting to me that there's that like <clears throat> potential exchange oh, in one direction and then coming back but i don't necessarily i don't like i don't know what the adidas tracksuit um look came from but like the only thing i mean in russia Oh. I think I okay. Do you know? Yeah, it's yeah. just like there were a lot of fake Adidas tracksuits in the market back in the nineties. So it's like basically everything, anything like. Um, so it came from America originally. Well, Adidas. Well, I mean, Adidas is yeah. Adidas American? Oh God, that's. I think it must. Yeah, but or it could be like. No, I think American. Adidas is American. Yeah, but, I but, think so too. Like, I, like I remember watching a documentary where someone was saying like. They in the time of the markets, like the early '90s, when there was a lot of fake stuff um, coming in, like there were people, Russians, like in basically sewing factories or whatever, just rooms sewing Adidas tracksuits yeah, yeah, yeah. that were like fake, but they were like really nice because people were sewing them yeah, by yeah. hand, um, and that that was like, and that like to wear an Adidas tracksuit, like especially if it looked real, was a status symbol of the time, like of mm-hmm. being 
wealthy or is it like the more of a criminal association or not um, I don't know actually or just like maybe it's cool association. just cool <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. okay you, whatever cool. you have stuff from from the west but it's definitely not like or maybe it's not definitely but I I as far as I understood it there was a transition maybe I'm wrong but I thought there was a transition from the way that that was read at the time and now I mean it is right now it's more like Kind of like you're from the 90s if you're wearing a full Adidas tracksuit, <laughs> or I don't actually. I I'm not following the tracksuit thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> the tracksuit trend, <laughs> and uh, I feel like uh, Rupchinsky is like he basically. I don't think that anyone in Russia wears his clothes. Yeah. Maybe like few people. So it's only like he's famous here just because he got famous in the states. And he is supposed to be, like, a Russian designer who brings, like, parts of Russian culture into fashion. But but he's, like, Western. I don't know. When I think of him, it's not like it's a Russian guy who shares um, his talents uh, in a Russian fashion way. It's just, like, he got famous for some reason, and he's only known here because he got known there. Yeah. Interesting. And okay, so you people... so you don't he's not Yeah, okay, so so he's he's really not like the rush the tracksuit thing then in his case doesn't feel Russian to you. Yeah, actually it's yeah, but actually yeah. I mean that's it. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like and I've heard this from a lot of Russian people, they a lot of people really resent him in like or just don't like him or resent him. It's like a shade of different negatives mm-hmm. towards him. And I think people find it appropriative almost and like not necessarily with that word, but that's sort of what the feeling is coming from. And also like because because of the because of the price because of the like he's taking a culture that's like not I mean I he's sort of like accessible taking yeah, it's a culture that's, that's like widespread. What? That's what streetwear is. It's like, that's what streetwear is. This thing that's accessible, I'm going to make it thousands That's of what streetwear is, but it almost, yeah, duh. Like, obviously, like, a t-shirt is not, a t-shirt sold by him is going to be way more expensive than another type of t-shirt. But I think, okay, I don't have to use the word appropriative, but I think people um, recognize it or are re- rejecting it because of its, like, fetishization of a particular aesthetic that he's like made into his own it's not like a not like one-to-one I mean he he has sort of developed on it and like mm-hmm. he's interpreted what, whatever that the thing the original thing is but I feel like it's fetishy and kind of the fact that nobody the fact that it's not actually like really representing that many people maybe from Russia but then that he is like this is Russian fashion or something <laughs> is also just like what and there's yeah. like lots of really serious important Russian designers who maybe are doing other different things that aren't just like taking essentially streetwear and making it yeah expensive yeah yeah and that can be like frustrating I think for and, yeah, and just probably. for the normal consumer not like anyone into fashion I think they're just like ugh yeah, okay. he's like whatever, but it's it's. I don't know what that exchange is, but I do find like yeah. The to come back to like the race question, there's definitely yeah. It, it's confusing because it's like okay, it, it, we're using the tracksuit because it's like an easy example to latch our little fingers <laughs> into. But like the fact that yeah, okay, it comes over in like the eighties or nineties, 
it gets popular here in a specific way that it's not in in America. And then it gets re-exported via people like Gosha. Hmm. Although, were track suits not a thing in America? Well, no. They, they were. They were. Yeah, yeah, I they feel were. like I've seen a but lot But they're of... becoming a thing in America again now. Oh. And it's specifically in reference R- to Russian. Russia. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing that's interesting. I mean, when we talked about hip-hop, when we talked about Russian rap, like, remember we listened to interviews with, with like, very young rappers at the time who were just starting out who were like explicitly really positive towards American hip-hop and like taking from and being like we think we're black or something like that remember <laughs> like we're also black do you remember that oh, comment that was so vaguely, crazy yeah. was not we think we're black but just like to be black is to be this like culture that we've that we are sort of taking from, not taking, but borrowing or whatever. Yeah. Like, they, they just, yeah. I, I'm trying to use, I can't use the right words, but I'm trying to say that it was, like, very respectful, but also yeah. in today's uh, rhetoric, hugely problematic thing to say, but in a totally, like, innocent way, which right. I feel like Which makes we, it actually okay. Yeah, I mean, we might maybe think that, but I think other people don't. But that, I think, is a similar thing where, like, oh, it's okay because they're Russian and they said it. And which is sort of what you started out with saying. Like, well, they're Russian, so it's like... It doesn't... They don't... Yeah. But that's not necessarily... For some people, I don't know, that's not an excuse. No, it's not an excuse to say racist things. Well, that's certainly, not racist. But you just can't assign the same level of meaning to a statement about black Americans for, coming from a Russian that you do from white But that statement wasn't racist, but it's about, like, part of the appropriating culture but appropriating has a specific connotation Mm, yeah and it's like it's i like people black people in america really doesn't like it as i can see when like white people take part of uh, american culture black american culture uh and make it make like yeah make it their own although they like acknowledge that it's black culture but they're like yeah it's so cool and i'm part of it and it's um but again, for Russian people, <laughs> I feel like they don't know about this stuff. They think that they make compliments, but maybe we should just educate them more. Well, that's, um, yeah. I don't know if a black person would be offended by a Russian person saying something like that. I, I, I just have a question for you because we were talking about... Yeah, like this idea that those sorts of stereotypical statements... Not, not the one about... Not the specific one about... Um, these rappers saying that they're black. No, oh. no, but yeah, yeah. The the stere- the like kind of negative stereotypes that we're talking about, and I'm I'm curious. Like you, you're like a pretty aligned with us on those. Mm-hmm. Obviously, where you're like that's dumb and like racist or whatever. And I'm curious, is that something that you grew up understanding, or is it something that you now kind of understand just because you've consumed a lot of American media? Yeah, definitely the second one. Okay. Although it was never the kind of like for some reason, maybe because. It- read a lot and always liked to watch a lot of stuff and learn about other cultures. But I mean, as a child and a teenager, I don't think I ever said anything or felt anything very racist or something like that. Used to be a little homophobic, but I (laughs) overcame it. Uh, But yeah, and now that I read a lot of stuff and um, just kind of like a little bit integrated into American pop culture and read all of the cases that's happening with um, black Americans. I think it's the second one, yeah. So yeah, I mean, um, 
all of the Black Lives Matter problems and everything that's been happening in the past year. I mean, since not like Russian media don't cover it, so most of the people they just don't know what's been happening. Right. And get off. And I do know, <laughs> and that's why I think I don't say shit like. I'm black because I like soul music and I feel like I'm black. <laughs> I don't know. But but you but even like something like that's like more sort of positive racism. Mm. But if you if you use like a negative like it's it's hard to imagine what you would be like in another universe. Like if you didn't involve yourself or if you didn't know about American culture, would you have interpreted this differently? You know, that's sort of the question you're asking. Like huh. is it learned or not? Well, no, 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 but she, but she's able to recognize. Like, I'm just saying that because we grew up in America, there's a certain like I said this yesterday, but a certain amount of like racial understanding, whether it's mm -hmm. racist or or like more um, progressive or whatever it is, that you're like you get by osmosis as you're growing up. Mm -hmm. um, and I just don't think that you would get that like black white paradigm as much. And like, there's no, there's not really a strong reason why you would get that mm -hmm. in Russia. And so yeah, you would have why? to like, no, I don't want to say like artificially, but like mm -hmm. you learned it after you were probably in school. Yeah, probably. Or while in school. And, you know, I mean, that's a topic that's been covered in a lot of American books and movies and TV shows too. Okay. So yeah. I'm kind of familiar from, the arts. Would you say the stereotype of black Americans for Russian stereotypes are similar to black people from Africa? Oh, Russia? I'd say that they're it's definitely the same. Like Russians do not understand that black Americans are different from I don't know black French people, for example. It's no. just black people in okay. general. They're all from Africa. They're all monkeys black. and shit and aggressive yeah. and let's be scared or aggressive or funny it's like you know the positive image of positive racism um as we call it here today <laughs> it's not really mostly about like a good kind of racism <laughs> i like you i like them that's a funny joke um but yeah it's the positive would be black people being funny and make them do stuff you know like on the black sea there used to be i don't know right now i haven't been there in a while there used to be those like artists black people who probably grew up in russia but they would dance all those like tribe dances which did not look like Where? tribe dances. which in crimea oh, no, on the black, black sea it's just like if you have no, you've never been there right i have been there oh you have been there but not i didn't see that I don't know. I think now it's like refinated places because of, because of the Olympics and all of the politics. But when it was more authentic, uh, there were a lot of like and Russians could read artists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And there were a lot of um, black people just being. Wait, who black people who you think are people from Africa who maybe grew up in Russia? I don't know, I don't really know where they were from, but yeah, they would um, perform tribe dances, although like 90% wow. sure that they have never been in a tribe or something like that, but yeah, and the negative stereotype would be 
Oh, you, I, I'm just curious how you, like, when, when you were like, oh, I, you know, I used to be, like, mildly homophobic, and then oh, you're yeah. like, I got over that. Was that something you got over intentionally, or you just, like, consumed enough media that was, like, not homophobic mm. that you naturally came to it? I don't know. I think it, I think it, it's kind of both. Um, I don't remember thinking, like, although at some point I think that maybe I was thinking that, oh my god, I feel a little homophobic, so, like, I need to not be, because, like, I'm in this liberal, liberal arts school, and <laughs> we're all very liberal. <laughs> that's, that's not a <laughs> I'll good... I'll be found out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was a closet, closeted homophobic. <laughs> yeah. And um, I just remember this thing... Um, I remember I felt home. First of all, in Russia in nineties, I grew up in like nineties and the beginning of the OOS. Um, homophobia was um, positive homophobia. Actually, it was just like oh, they're like a blue. We call them blue what and does pink. That mean? Gay. Like gay, but it's like blue for some reason. Blue uh, boy, yeah. And um, nice, <laughs> but that's a slur. You wouldn't use that. Um, yeah, and actually, I think that this word kind of faded with okay. time. But in nineties, it definitely was like blue for male gays and pink for female gays. Pink for female yeah. Gays. <laughs> Although I think like blue definitely was used like. More often. Okay. Because people care more about male gays anyway. Yeah. And it, well, because well, lesbians aren't really gay. <laughs> <laughs> they just haven't met him yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one. The one. The one penis who will explain them. <laughs> well, you're going to like this. Yeah. Just enjoy. So, yeah. Um, Sit back and relax. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, so um, I remember it was just like a funny thing. So yeah, like there are funny people I used to think when I was a child who like to be with it, be gay with each other. <laughs> okay, whatever. And we had and like those, flamboyant like, or something like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It was kind of like I I always associated it with something fun, like okay. because we had all those videos with them partying and like being <laughs> gay, like in the in the original in the original meeting. <laughs> So, um, but then when I was a teenager, I got really into the band Queen, and I remember feeling, like, sad that Freddie Mercury was gay. And I even, like, for me, I tried to connect it with him being, like, very lovable person who just loved love, and he didn't care whom to love, and it was, like, it was, for me, the explanation. And then I... I watched this, like, the TV show Glee, as you probably know. And uh, in the first season and in the other seasons, there were, like, there was this actor, Jonathan Groff, who is, like, very big in bro- on Broadway and shit. <laughs> and um, I really liked him. And for me, him being gay, IRL was like, so we're never being together? <laughs> what, what does it mean? <laughs> How can it be? <laughs> um, and I just remember, like, being slightly aggressive and, like, why? All the good guys are gay. Like, Jonathan Groff on Broadway <laughs> without me. Uh, and it was my first year before, like, first, like, before, I think it was before university, before college. And then I kind of just got over it. Yeah. And I think that that's when media came into my life, American media. I mean, reading all of this and being scared for what's happening. And then 
it's now I'm not homophobic. Yay. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> You're listening. But I am still interested. <laughs> if you, you ever you change your mind. <laughs> I feel like a lot of little straight girls have that moment. Yeah. Where like, guys, gay is not fair. All the good ones. Yeah, but I think it's even harder when you have, like, when you are in love with a gay person in real life. You know, like. <laughs> like you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in school or something like that. Yeah. You know, you're after this guy and he's gay and you're like. I hate all the gays. <laughs> They took the love of my life. Should we move on? Okay. Okay. So this is a thing that I noticed that might be Hold completely on. wrong. I need to stretch. <laughs> um, so I actually first noticed it, I think, because of something you said on the election episode, mm. um, where you said something along the lines of, like, you were saying something negative about Russia or about the Russian government, and then you said something about, but you were like, but I'm very, like, happy and proud. I think you used the word proud to be from such, like, a cultured place. Oh, yeah. Okay. I am. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, so I noticed, I noticed that. And then these are two just uh, completely uh, other random examples. I was watching a little documentary about these guys that go into, like, smaller, like, villages and stuff and teach... A programming course to, for a week to elementary school students hmm. and they split the groups off into like they split the class into groups to work together and the the kids got to name their team and one of the teams named themselves Russia oh okay so it's just Russia so that's the second example and then the third example is Lily was interviewing this lawyer for the telegram episode mm-hmm. And talking about the block and how the block, uh, like, internet restriction in China is pretty successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and this lawyer, she said something along the lines of, like, but that would never, ha- like, that would never happen in Russia because Russians wouldn't allow it. And she, like, referenced Sami's dot. And she was, like, we like, just, like. We always pull through and yeah. are able to have access to information that we true. need. See? Okay. So this okay. is the three examples. And, like, this, well, that's an us and them thing, which I have a separate comment. Us but and them. You can thing. explain your so three examples. M- what the, the thing I'm trying to get at is there seems to be... Um, Based a, on my data set of three <laughs> points, three, three points. <laughs> there seems to be this thing that's a certain... It's not patriotism. I mean, maybe in the case of, like, the group that calls themselves Russia, that might be a form of patriotism. But there is a certain amount of, like pride that individuals seem to have 
about like as you say being from Russia and that can manifest in different ways so like for you it's because yeah. like the literature and the art I would assume mm-hmm. um, we'll let her explain that yeah. yeah for for the kids like you know they're kids but like maybe they're just like yes Russia and for this woman it's because like Russians always prevail us versus them in this case and yeah and according to your reading of what you're seeing or experiencing this is a pride that manifest like a pride of one's country coming through an individual that's not necessarily patriotism. Not necessarily they don't patriotism. identify as patriotism, not necessarily. They might not be right. like I'm a patriot, you right? Know, right? Or or like nationalistic or anything. And the, the reason that it jumped out to me is because some Americans definitely have that about America. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm proud to be American. That's like the very clear patriotic version. Um, and I could, if I thought about it, I'd be like, yeah, America has produced a lot of cool stuff and that's amazing. But I don't personally feel like an identity with that or a pride about it. And I'm wondering, do you think Russians do have like a particular pride about being Russian? Duh. <laughs> yeah, that's what they taught us in schools. Yeah, that's that's kind of like a main idea um, that's been... Proliferated? Yeah, in schools or something like that. And from parents, too. It's like... I don't know. It's when you're a kid and then when you're a teen. Um, but maybe it's not even about a teen thing. But like the thing is, when you don't feel yourself as an individual being a part of something cool and big as explained is really nice or something like that so you're like i don't know who i am but i'm russian and all of those things are really cool in russia and all of like we've won the war Uh, which is like a very big thing for a lot of russians not even the point of winning but like being from the winner country is like extremely great for them Mm-hmm. They still feel pride and uh, will feel it for a very long time, I think. Uh, mostly because it's like, it's being pointed at by government and shit. Like, don't forget, like, in the recent Putin's interview about, like, retirement mm-hmm. thing, he was like, for some reason he referenced to the war and the, like, the gap that like how many men died and for some reason that's why they need to what is it raise it yeah raise the the retirement age i don't i don't know i don't know <laughs> really like emotional run, but yeah. won the war and therefore in the 90s and he's like in 90s too yeah. it was a bad time so focus like, on that and forget about your little issues here and like he finished his speech with try to understand yeah that's what we need to do. Or, like, try to, like... Yeah, try to understand yeah, try or be to... patient or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah, Be yeah. patient and then you'll get to the new retirement. Sp- or it felt like a long speech. I don't know. I don't know. Plus, he never says anything new. Like, who is his speechwriter? Throw in something <laughs> new. It's just, like, it's plain boring. Um, do you, so, yeah. do you think, like, you're... you're maybe you have other things about... Uh, being Russian that you're specifically about being Russian that you're proud about but this example that you said in the election episode Um, do you think that comes from like the way teachers talked about Russian art and culture in like elementary school or is that something you came to yourself I think that okay so the thing that was like put into my brain in school is mostly and and it's still somewhere in there which is weird sometimes it is about how big we are and how we won the war because like sometimes I'm like 
when something when someone attacks Russia, I'm like part of my brain is like, but we are we are so big and cool. Come on, and we're like we fought for peace. Hello. So yeah, and um, and it's wow. just like it's like a reflex. I have a lot of problems with Russia and Russian government, with Russian people, and with the air I breathe here. But like when someone is being really negative about Russia, I'm like, I'm starting shaking. I'm like, okay. no, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> we're, we're the best. <laughs> and it's definitely something that was like put into by parents and teachers. And, um, and I think TV as well, because we do not necessarily understand when something is like being, I keep forgetting the word for trans, Transmitted. Transmitted or something. Not, not translated. Transviewed. You can say translated, but tra- like translation like that yeah. is like a... Communicated? Well, yeah, kind of. Like being spread onto Well, you. that's why I said... What, what yeah, did I say? Proliferated, proliferated propagated, like um, disseminated. Disseminated. Disseminated, yeah. Okay. But trans... trans transviewed. That's... I feel like she's trying to say like when something's being... Um, you know, beamed into you. Right, right yeah, into yeah, your brain. Yeah. And into Not your subconsciousness. Yeah. So, yeah. And and then about culture, I don't know. I Transferred. Think no. Transferred? Maybe. Whatever. No, no, no. Just okay. lots of words. You got us. Uh, yeah. And, um, but about art... It's not like someone ever in school... I had a good school, by the way. I think that like my experience is very different from a lot of other people from smaller towns with like worse teachers. Uh, but they just always taught us about arts and showed us art in museums with such love. Mm-hmm. And like it doesn't mean that when we looked at, in Hermitage into foreign artists, we felt like it's not cool because it's not Russian but all the love and like explanation it kind of like I think it was a good what is with me and wars today influence (laughs) yeah so it's like it's still kind of um, plus I think I generated it myself I love a lot of foreign and like American artists and writers but oh yeah and we have this like huge thing about the language yeah the language is the big part it's like plus it's um it's not as widespread although like russian is widespread but like in the borders of the ex-ussr that's why we kind of don't understand that now it's different countries so it's like we still feel like it's a very that a lot of people speak Russian, but it's, like, in the borders of one country. Right. So it doesn't, like, mean that it's, like, widespread or something like that. And um, it's always about, like, how beautiful and complex it is. Mm-hmm. For some reason, like, it's a cool thing that it's, like, complex. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard. It's it's so weird because, like, it, I remember, like, feeling sometimes or that someone told me about, like, feeling that um, even, like, dumb kids felt that they're cool because they know and can speak this, like, different and very hard to learn for some foreigner's language. <laughs> That's funny. So it's like, yeah, we we speak Russian, and it's it's so hard to learn for you. Although it's not the hardest, like, language by um, some ratios. Yeah, when people have done, yeah. I think Chinese is harder. Oh, that makes yeah. but, pe- but people, I totally uh, mm. hear what you're saying. People say that to me all the time. Like... 
they're like, wow, yeah, it must have been so hard to learn Russian yeah. because it's so And it's a compliment to you, but it's also a yeah. compliment to themselves. Yeah, they're like, my language is so hard. And then, like, yeah, they'll be like, because English is so simple. <laughs> Small. Uh-huh. You guys use three words. Plain. Not a lot of metaphors. No curse words at all. Yeah, plus, <laughs> for some them. reason, there is, like, a stereotype that American English is, like, much easier than original original English. <laughs> that's it's also like, hilarious yeah, yeah, they're like there's just a few words there yeah and they like I, i just remember like people coming back from the states and they're like do you know they just like they don't use like past perfect continuous or something like that it's just like a british thing they don't have all those tenses they just literally use like present simple and past simple and sometimes future symbol so like those like, people were trying simple. to talk to you in like the most simple <laughs> yeah. way they're like hello did you go or did you go? <laughs> So yeah, it's um, I think it's some kind of way to humiliate Americans in this like tense relationship as well. Like, plus their language is like so simple as opposed to our language that's like so hard. So we're cooler. Yeah, it's funny. I don't like we definitely have patriotism instilled. Instilled maybe is that the word? Instilled in no, us it's at different a, at a young different. age. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like we have we don't have the like American art as the best kind of art. No, thing. and I wanted to say something about that because like America has its multicultural history yeah. of being a culture or a country of a nation state of immigrants. Um and not only. And That I think is a really big difference and it's not exactly the same thing as having a, like an ethno state, which is like a, no, it's not no, exactly it's the not. same. It's not that Russians have to be Russian ethnically, but um but it's better be. But it's better if they are <laughs> clean. But yeah. I just feel like there is that's a really important comparison because there is something specific in Russian history, um, especially with like literature as you were saying, of being like this there's like a very uh I don't even know there's like a sort of like very clear line of the canon of like the development of Russian language and literature and how mm. like like Pushkin established it and then it was like yeah, yeah. I mean it's not exactly but like it's a it's definitely more clear than I think than American literature at least at least in the not necessarily actually more clear but in the way it's taught and the pride around it and okay so I feel like that pride of like being like showing kids like the art from Russians mm-hmm. and or from maybe other just Soviet in general yeah. I think it's a Soviet thing or it feels like a Soviet thing I'm not sure might be because of like okay so this is not uh, true I'm just saying it might be like the kind of thing where um there's and so this is going to come into like us and them relationship but there's like In the Soviet era, there's, like, the the sort of sense that, like, you need to be self-sufficient as a country. It's, like, we've created all of these things. These are, like, the, I don't know, fruits of, mm-hmm. the, of Soviet culture or something. Like, the, these paintings, these writers. And it goes back to pre-Soviet, obviously, because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, Pushkin and other high-canon people from literature were important in the Soviet era also. Right? Oh, I do not know that. Pushkin question. definitely. Pushkin definitely is always, oh my god. Poetry. I mean, yeah. I feel like just the fact that like Russian kids are taught to memorize poems is just like... In America you don't do that? No. <laughs> Maybe like one time you have oh, to memorize really? a poem. Is that like a routine? I cannot no. recite any poem. 
Wow. So, Me too, but I forgot all of them. I mean, and, yeah, I remember some of the essentials. They're yeah. always in my brain. Yeah, no, recitation isn't a thing. No, and like, oh. and, and that has also to do with a different system where there's more like oral testing mm-hmm. in Russian school, in Soviet schools, definitely, yeah. of like you have oral exams rather than like writing. But, but yeah. okay, sort of that's a separate topic, but I mm-hmm. feel like maybe it's possible that this like focus inwards has to do with being like we like we are the best or like we are like we have these particular things and that is like protecting us from outside ideology like we're our everything is fine from a russian perspective yeah like everything is fine here we produce really amazing things we have this history we can be proud of we have like not just the war like even just even just literature or just like painting or something there's just like a really um clear effort to honor that history i mean the russian museum is like this museum full of soviet and pre-soviet and Mm -hmm. russian painters that's like the uh, well i think that's like there is a an american museum russian well in (laughs) amsterdam you have the museum which is like all about dutch art too and um i think this is probably happening in europe yeah every every country this the funny distinction between like Russia, like, won the war and created peace. It's funny because, obviously, in America, we're like, we won the war. Yeah, that's and, the and conflict. Do, yeah. That's it's, actually it's the, the conflict. Yeah, it's the central conflict. But Americans don't realize that that's a conflict because we don't even know that the Russians think that won they the won the war. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just like... Fucked up. Yeah, we're just like, yeah, that's another war we won <laughs> with, with Put the, it in the allied powers, including the Soviet Union, but... But Americans definitely didn't think that the Soviet Union won. No, the definite narrative is like, what about 20 million Soviet soldiers? We don't know about that. We don't know about that. We know. We know. We know. But all is, I feel like the narrative I got, which is the classic narrative, is like, and then they tried to go into Russia and it was too cold. (laughs) That that is the narrative. Wow. They weren't prepared for the cold. Well, and they don't like talk about Russian troops or Soviet troops. That is weird, but I think it's it's definitely it's it was definitely at some point made on purpose. <laughs> I mean, like when the Cold War started, yes. it's like it's yeah. definitely something that they decided yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah, just like I think that like this semen of America thinks they won the war. It's like it's a counter argument for to like to build this tense relationship yeah. between Russians and Americans. Yeah. Because I remember in school when I first heard that Americans think that they won the war, I was like. What? Are they great? Like, it's impossible. It's like it's stated clear. We won. We're Let me just winners. cite this for you. We won. Okay, so that's clear now. And I, I remember not believing it. I'm like, why would they think that? Yeah. And it's kind of like an, yeah, I mean, it's definitely like an artificial conflict that's being created between two governments because, as you said, yeah. like, people don't even know, so a lot of people in America don't even know that there is a conflict because yeah. they don't know. And it's cool. it's something that it happens cool in conflict. in wider Amer- Russian-American relations, I think, a lot, which is just, like, Russians being, like, like thinking that Americans think something that they don't think and then defending against that. It's yeah, definitely Yeah, just because Americans are mostly oblivious. Mostly oblivious. Mostly mm. just care about their continent i mean their country in the continent but like okay wait does so nothing does anything ring true about what i was saying about this being like it because in the states when you like obviously there are the states is an exception so there's not the same like sort of um 
I don't think the same relationship to like a line of artists or something than there is in like we you can go you can do, you can go American down art. lines. I think that I think that it's black people have a nice line. Yeah, a nice we, line. <laughs> what do you mean? Like they a have more clear line. A clear line where they can point to things and be like, "This is an era that happened, and we're mm. proud of it." This is an era that happened, that, and we're proud of it. But what white Americans have trouble being proud of? This. The white Americans have trouble being proud. There's more, I think, fractured liberal white Americans. Liberal white Americans. There's. Uh, which is not the majority at all. Which is not the majority, but it but there's is a the class kind of, of people that who decide what culture is. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like what goes in museums and stuff. Yeah. But there's a fractured nature, so it's not like yeah. clear what that culture is as much. I mean, I, I'm just like it's, and it feels like it would be sort of easier in a lot of other countries. And this does have something to do with this essentially with an ethnostate, but it's like more clear, like what is Dutch art from like 1200 to, you know, like then you, you can have a sort of like line that is mm-hmm. also artificially created yeah. and make a museum. I mean, American art is, you can say this is American art easily. And put together but, a lot of different types of And put together a lot of different, but in order to like trace things, you have to divide it into race basically. Well, or at least, if not race, then at least, like, actually, no, at a certain level, race. Yeah. But you, you, could, you could say, like, country of origin, but then I feel like with literature, that's, it's more race. Yeah, and I don't like doing country of origin because at a certain point, country of origin matters less, especially when you get people in high enough density in one area. Yeah. I don't know. I just, like, okay, let's come back to the... The feeling of what that lawyer said, like, Hmm. we always prevail, we as a people. The reason I said that it's connected to, in my mind, connected to the um, sort of teaching a pride in a certain apparently clear line of literature or art is that I associate that teaching tradition with like something Soviet about creating like a very sort of like self-sufficient, like I said, or just um, something that values, it doesn't, it's not necessarily valuing influences from outside or ideologies from outside. It's like, this is where we're from and this is the best thing. And this is what we've created. And that's us and them, obviously, because it's like, we have this thing, they do not. And that, 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 is like an important paradigm. We of, have this thing that's it's not of, it's of not the Soviet learned. Era. It's well, we it's have it, but also just like from the Soviet era, just the concept of like a closeness or it comes from both sides. But like a um, iron curtain is that like there's there's a we and there's a them, but that it could be like related to what this lawyer was saying of like we always prevail. That those could there could be a, a through line of that. Like what is special? There's something special. Something about special Russians. about us, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Does that ring true? Yeah, for sure. I actually one. don't really like this kind of like thing. Um, the majority and the small part of people who always break through all this madness that's happening, um, which I definitely associate myself with a second group. But I think that for a good future, we do not need to do that. It's like, let's teach other group, like, why they don't need to be hateful, stupid racists or something like that. Mm. Like, because 
Um, oh, like this elite, elite yeah, yeah, that yeah. always like, like progresses. Even or like uh, dissidents and other stuff, yeah. uh, which is definitely another line from the Soviet and like Soviet times. Um, but they were in a in different condition under different conditions. Like they actually could go to jail for speaking their mind, even to other people. And right now we're in a different situation, so it's better to educate and not think like, oh, I'm so liberal, I understand stuff, but I'm gonna be like, I'm in my own prison because like it's it's gonna be punished. Although it is possible because, hello, people are being put in jail for commenting on VK or something like that. But... Not that many. Um, yeah, not that many, so whatever. But it's fine. <laughs> but it's mostly about offensive pictures, though. So it doesn't, like, prevent other people from talking to me, to my parents, and, like, asking them questions and telling, like, sharing my point of view, which is hard, but I feel like... Um, because you feel like you're a very different... We've talked about this a lot, yeah. but you and your parents have different ideologies. Yeah, we have ideologies. But, like, like, my mother is a little bit between. Like, she's definitely Russian patriot, but she knows the problem. Like, she pretends that she doesn't see, but, like, she definitely sees. And um, I think it's just hard for her, like, a kind woman who wants everyone to be just happy, yeah. to, like, to open her eyes and see what's happening. So she doesn't know about most of the, like, things that's going on. About, like, people because being in when jail. She, when she reads about it, it makes her feel bad. Yeah, I think so. And so she's just trying to be this, like, silent Russian who doesn't hate anyone. And even recycles, which is a very rare thing here. Uh, but that, says, that actually says a lot about, like, a person who's trying to leave this, like, modern European... Uh, lifestyle in a country that's like opposed to it but um, I feel the lawyers words too like in the dark times I think about the darker times and how everything got better but uh, for like because like there's always people there are always people who are gonna do something with it even if it's like just eight people who are sitting on the red square when like there's a tanks in Czechoslovakia but like yeah, let's just, let's be proud of it, but let's not forget that, like, let's not hope for it to happen in the future. Let's try to, like, spread the thought, because it's, like, it's a very easy mm-hmm. thing. Like, oh, we always... It'll be fine, yeah. It's going to be fine. Because be passive, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, like, it's like a faith that maybe isn't, shouldn't be there so strongly. Yeah. A faith in people yeah. to be like, we're going to pull through like that. I feel that too, and I'm trying not to, because, like, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. you have to look... You have to sort of prepare for the worst. Or but, but also, you do technically always pull through, unless there's, like, a literal genocide and everybody dies. Pull through, but like with what standards? Like, if we're talking about internet censorship and we're talking about, like, you know, for whatever reason and through whatever random chance, the internet in Russia is slowly looking more like the internet in China. I mean, that 
Yeah, people in China pull through yeah. also, but yeah. that's they not the same world. <laughs> it's not the same it's world. It's not the same world, but you're, you're able to adapt to that new world, A, and that's part of pulling this through. It's like adaptation. Yeah, this I is like, actually... I like... I didn't need to go on YouTube anyway. So we see a lot of time on this. Which is weird because like Russians love to say like, people can adapt to anything. Yeah. Like, oh... Lower salaries. It's fine. We'll adapt. Oh, no need for us. Whatever. It's fine. When you... Yeah, I mean, at least whether or not... Yeah, that's interesting. Because it's like... You can say sort of objectively that certain places in the world have gone through more hardships and suffering than other places, definitely, right? But then there's the attitudes of people towards it being like... I mean, the different attitudes. If there's like an attitude of like, we will always be fine and adapt yeah. that can morph into at least for some people like a passivity or what people interpret as a pa- passive yeah. passivity. well it's kind of like in sync with all the like feeling of russians being like slaves for the most the majority of their history sure. yeah and we started as slaves because like it was just like five percent of elite and Others were basically it was a slavery. It was just like not a indentured servitude, but yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. that's what people still saying. Like, yeah, we're slaves, and we have this like those mentality. Yeah, this mentality, and those like people who are who are gonna rule us and make us do stuff because that's that's in our nature. Mm. Is, is that so is that said by people who are being like kind of sarcastic and no, cynical? No, it's even said by like my mother too. That it's like it's in our blood. And is it said? Is it like stated as a bad thing, or it's stated just as a fact? It's stated as a fact. Like I mean, okay. by me who understand that it's true, it's definitely sad because like okay. I see that people <laughs> people like, identify I themselves as slaves. That's so sad. I mean. I've heard that. I've definitely heard that. Remember I told you, I mean, this is one little example, but another of my many mm-hmm. taxi drivers who was like, like talking about Putin. I don't know why we're talking about Putin, but he was like, I mean, we need him. He's a strong leader. Yeah. Like we need right. that kind of person. That's what we need. It's, it's, it's interesting because there's like, okay, slave mentality, I guess, but then also like the we will prevail thing. Are they? Yeah. How different are they? Because she's talking about a sort of more dissident culture, the lawyer. Mm-hmm. So she's saying like, yeah. There's always going to be an underground. There's always going to be a gray society. You know, the like gray is in like yeah. not the like a what is that called? It's gray in Russian, but it's like um, an underground, like a black, like black market almost. Yeah, but not official. Like, but the black market is is specifically related to the right. economy. That's how he's in general. No, I I mean everything economy. But I also um, mean economy. There's always gonna be so there's gonna be the official and there's gonna be the things that are unofficial culture. and between channels and stuff like that. That's always gonna be true. But for her, it's like part of also an aspect of Russian history. Um, I you know like maybe she's more pointing to the Soviet era because she referenced Sami's dot, mm-hmm, and she's saying like okay there's like the official channels always of stuff like publication and then there's the unofficial yeah. channels and that's always gonna be there and that is like that's just as important or that's like an important aspect i don't think that but how that relates to slavery is like not clear yeah. to me or the slave mentality i think it doesn't i think it's actually like a i think that it kind of like it has to do with um with the fact that like even in the times of official slavery people managed to like hide from their misters and misses and do stuff like yeah. still be i don't know be fun 
have sex with a lot of people and like live this like underground life. This living underground life has always been somewhere mm. in the picture. Mm, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. It's because it's like as an individual who's like part of that, that can make you feel good and like, oh, we're fighting back in these like yeah. small, subtle ways. But ultimately, it's not a real like form of rebellion against the system. Well, I don't agree. I think it is a form of rebellion. But I think the question is like, are people who... Partic- it's not a full rebellion, though. But hold on. I think that it, the question is, or not even a question, it's probably a statement that like people participating in non-official interactions are not always consciously rebelling but sometimes are so like with Samizdat there could have been sometimes more ideologically charged people who are like fuck the Soviet system and this is what we're going to do to get against and then there are people just like I want to read this book (laughs) and like the line between them is blurry and well and I think stuff comes out of underground things but I don't think that you can just run around in the underground forever and expect the system to change true but also in in terms of Soviet Union, kind of not true. I always love noticing like how very popular movies that were not censored, how they have all this like even the system of underground shown to people. And I think that like this like, thought, like for example, um, God, I don't know how to translate it. Uh, there's movie about um, Adam Klimov. That's called Dabro Posteroni It's like welcome, mm-hmm. but what's posteroni in English? Say the whole thing? And then the rest? No enter for foreigners. Like, so it's like it's a short movie, like an hour or something. Black and white. Oh wait, Pastoroni is like people yeah, on the yeah, side? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outsiders, outsiders. maybe. So, Wait, welcome. so the first thing is welcome, or outsiders entrance is not is is blocked. Or yeah, something. yeah, it's forbidden. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Entrance forbidden for outsiders. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think pastorona so like, means well, starona is side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like it's a person who is not not supposed to be there, and it's about like welcome but not <laughs> children children's camp, where like very unpleasant leader is like new, like new boss is coming in or something like that and it's about how kids create this like underground system of like having fun and like they're very polite and um Uh, obedient yeah obedient on the outside but like in the inside they have their own system and actually turns out that camp is like is completely different when like this uh big guy goes away Okay. And it was like, and this was a like official state. Yeah, it, and people were obsessed with it. It's like one of the most favorite movies ever, like for children or something like that. Like my parents recite it all the time. It's still huge. What year? Yeah. Was this? What I think it's nineteen sixty-seven or something. Uh, like that. It's like it's in this like sixty-eight. Well, was sort of the thought. I mean, that maybe it's possible mm-hmm. that it may be possible that it arguably wouldn't have come out before that or something like that. Um, because of, like, yeah, because of politics. the times. But I, that's. Yeah, I know that's. Like, I don't fuzzy. know. Yeah, maybe. But was was there any like is there any argument to be made that this sort of underground like we will prevail was like subsumed into Soviet propaganda at all? Hmm. I don't think so. No, I think no. only I think only in the sense of maybe possibly explicitly right after um, Stalin died in the thaw, which is what we're referencing. It's possible that so that's under Khrushchev when there was like a 
at least relative loosening or like yeah. liberalization loosening of censorship and other things. Um, I could see it being possible as like a sort of bread and circusy move to no. I don't know what that means. Bread and circus. Is that what it's called? I thought bread. Okay, <laughs> in my mind, bread and circus is you know figure this out but I for some reason I, I thought it was like with the masses you give them bread and you give them like rah rah entertainment to distract it's fine oh. yeah exactly what does that translate to oh, directly shit. I don't know the words what's it's Pranik like, is like a, a prayanic is like a ginger type of ginger bread and okay. knut is like psh, what is it to like to hit animals with no but that's like that's a carrot oh, and a stick Stick and carrot is okay, but no, but bread and circus. I'm pretty sure is like a term for like how to deal with the masses. I mean, they need bread, bread and they need and like an inversion or like vacations. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. need breaks. They need holidays. They need yeah. Wait, it, originally we're gonna find out where it came from. Um, like Romans or Latin, I think. A Roman, yeah, uh, yeah, by Juvenal. A Roman oh, poet. Wow. Uh, wait, read it. Girl. Okay. In the political context... Bread and circuses is a figure of speech specifically referring to a superficial means of appeasement as a mm-hmm. meta- metonymic, metonymic. The phrase originated by Juvenal, a Roman poet active in the late 1st and early 2nd century AD. Okay. In a political context... The phrase means to generate public approval, not by excellence in public service or public policy, but by diversion, distraction, or by satisfying the yeah. most immediate or base requirements of a populace by offering a palliative, for example, food and entertainment services. There you go. Oh God, yeah. That's what's happening Thanks, right now. Yeah. So, that's, you know, honestly, I kind of feel like that's what smartphones do. That's the, uh, that's the entertainment. and then, But it's not so explicitly from the government, from... Yeah. People they've gotten sneaky. Well, we don't know where Silicon That's Valley what is coming from. Olympics for race and World Cup is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those yeah. kinds of things yeah. and like the, yeah, big events like that. But but really, it, it can you can look at it in like every level, like from the work vacation relationship to I mean, really, it's like a lot of things. Holidays. There's a shit ton of public holidays in Russia. Just saying. Um, yeah. But that wait. So what was like to come back to what I was referring to as bread and circus? I was saying bread and circus, oh, in the, during, the, in, during thaw. the thought. I think it's possible based mm. on just me that like something like that movie could have been a kind of bread and circusy way of integrating or like reappropriating. Um, rebel alt culture, alt culture yeah, yeah, of being like, see, we show it, but that doesn't necessarily. But in a like tamed, controlled. Yeah, way. I mean, it, it's like we show it, but in a movie, and like we know it's happening, which is also kind of threatening. So. Oh yeah, that's the, very threatening. Or or it could not be so. You know, of course, it could always not be so like thought through, and it's just like somebody's like, I want to make this movie, and then the like film society was like, whatever, or whatever they call it, not mm. society. Yeah, well, like this. It goes through a process. Yeah, committee, and maybe it was more just like looks funny. Yeah, (laughs) kids have yeah. But the thing is, like, that's why all like the majority of Soviet movies, uh, who like which refer to something like underground and what's happening are comedies. It's it's really well hidden actually, and people from committee they like. They laugh and they don't see, and they were pretty stupid, just saying, most of them. So, with dramas, it was more obvious, like movies by German Sr., uh, which were, they were not like counter Soviet in the way, but they were just like so 
real and they Bleak. Show, like that it was obvious that he doesn't say anything bad it, he actually shows like the times with love and respect but it's obvious that the times are bad for some reason right. with comedies they laugh most of the time and they're like well whatever funny is good people need fun stuff so like Rizana, for example like the beloved russian soviet director Most of his movies are really, like, if you look into it, he says a lot of very un-Soviet shit with mm. it. But he's And funny. he critiques... Yeah, he, it's really... Like, yeah, he's a comedy okay. director. But can you give one example of one of the Like, for ones? example, do you know the movie Garage? Um, Didn't watch it. Yeah, it's, it's like people in a... They, like, there is a co-op or something like that for people to get... A garage, a place where you put your car. And they meet in a closed, like... It's some kind of, like... I think it's a museum with a lot of, like, dead animals being there. They all sit and someone closes the door because, like, there are a lot of people and limited amount of those things. And they need to, like, somehow fare... Like, share them between people. Hmm. There is supposed to be, like... I think it's... It's lesser by one or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just like one person needs to not get it. And I mean, it's kind of dramatic too, because like there are all kind of people there, rich and like single mothers and uh, old and young, like all of them, because it, it depends on the place you live in. I mm -hmm. think it's like they live in the same building. And, um, but at the same time, it's like, it's a Soviet community in a very small place close with all those like dead animals you mean like so it's the yeah, stuff yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's like they're all there it's so like the whole movie takes place in this yeah room? it's just one room oh, um, wow. you uh, yeah you should watch it it's, yeah. it's it's good too it's like it's funny it. and it's like and it's sad at some point and those people like single mothers and poor people they have their saying in it It's, they actually say a lot of important words. Like, why is the small person needs to suffer? Like, this one isn't in this room right now. It doesn't mean that, like, he can't take part into this. And in the end, um, the person who doesn't get the garage is the one who sleeps. Like, he fell asleep on some kind of, like, animal because it was late at night. And... Um, Just yeah. So like he wasn't there to advocate. And in the, in, in the end, they do not. They don't like decide who to get it. They start with trying to decide who's gonna get it by fair and oh, square. Okay. But in the end, they do it just by placing their names and hats and like. Mm. So it's, so he doesn't put it. And name. yeah, and he's just he's just like, and they all come to him and he's like, well, you're a lucky person. That's the episode. Thanks for listening. As always, be sure to follow us at She's in Russia on Twitter and Telegram. Subscribe to our monthly image-based newsletter at she'sinrussia.com. If you have a question for us, call us at plus one, three, four, seven, two, nine, two, seven, one, two, six. Or if you're outside of the U.S., you can call us on Skype at She's in Russia. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform in case Please. you just listen to us on SoundCloud, which is your business, but... Subscription it. is bad. Um, and oh, support, support us. <laughs> Jesus Always Christ. So give us your hard earned dollars at patreon.com. Like what you hear. Slash she's in Russia. <laughs> and 
Thank you, Nastya, for coming and yeah. speaking yeah. with us. Thank you, too. <laughs> Give us money so we can pay Nastya to talk with <laughs> us more. Also, don't forget to write reviews. Reviews, yeah. And give score, less scores with, like, or stars. Yeah. Rate All us the stars. stars. All the stars. Yeah. Because that helps other people. Yes. Yeah, you want to get us up in the iTunes list. Yeah, because I did a stupid thing and, like, leaned on Reddit too heavily in the beginning, and then mean Reddit people came over and <gasps> were mean to us. Yeah, because Reddit people are trolly, have troll They're, they're just, yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and rate us. It literally will take you like one second. You don't have to write anything. Yeah. Just you should write something, but stars. if you don't want to, you don't have to. How many stars are there? Five? Five. 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 Yeah. Perfect. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks, Nast. Bye. Bye.